Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Corey here, welcoming you to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Uh, I believe our penultimate of 2019. So before we jump into the news, uh, as always, remember that you can find links to all of today's articles over at blog.lgbthealthlink.org. So let's jump into it with our first story of the week, Young Queer Men Lack Health Access. A new study led by Michael Newcomb found that adolescent sexual minority men largely perceive themselves to have only low to moderate health care access. Only 29.2% reported that their provider had asked them about their sexual orientation, so less than 3 in 10, while a slim 15.6% had spoken to a provider about using condoms with male partners, which isn't surprising that if most of uh, the providers aren't even asking about their sexual orientation, that you know these folks aren't going to feel comfortable um, asking questions about their sexual health. Um, folks who are um, among the younger um, in the adolescent age group, those who are in rural areas, and those who are in the south of the U.S. reported even more barriers than others. Next up, They Makes Word of the Year. ABC News reported that They was named Word of the Year by publisher Merriam-Webster in recognition of the fact that more and more people are using they, them, theirs Uh, as a pronoun in place of he, him, his, or she, her, hers. They said that searches were up 313% from last year when looking at, you know, people who are searching for they as a a pronoun, um, and I I think either know or presume that the difference is because, you know, people are trying to learn how... um, how this is being used as a gender non-binary pronoun, which for a lot of people um, is new. I think for, for people who are kind of in the LGBTQ community, we've seen this for a while. Um, I've been using they, them, theirs pronouns for years now myself. Um, but for a lot of people, this is a new concept. So cool to see some data that you know, people are searching and wanting to learn more. An advocate said uh, as a result of this story that, um, you know, this is great that there's broader recognition of non-binary pronouns um, and, you know, recognition from uh, dictionary um, publishers and whatnot is great reinforcement that this is something that's grammatically correct and that should be affirmed. Next up, advocates issue warning on ads. Washington Blade reported that LGBT health advocates and HIV advocates had issued a letter to Facebook saying that ads that were being placed by um, law firms were misleading people about PrEP. There's been a lot of ads lately that are uh, basically, you know, telling people if they've, um, you know, been damaged or misled or, or hurt by use of PrEP um, that, you know, they, they have a right to sue drug companies. And what the health advocates are saying is that the ads are misleading. They're making people think that PrEP is, is unsafe when it's been, you know, shown to be highly effective and safe. Um, and they're worried that people are going to be turned off from uh, going to PrEP even if they stand to benefit. Next up, unpacking substance use disparities. Researchers led by Ryan Watson found that among sexual and gender minority adolescents, those who were assigned male at birth had higher prevalence of substance use issues than those who were assigned female at birth. 
They also found that trans adolescents reported substance use at a higher rate than their cisgender peers, suggesting a need to look at subgroups within the LGBT population to address substance use issues. Definitely not enough just to look at LGBT folks as a uniform group, although all of us are guilty of doing that sometimes when we're trying to summarize research or um, you know, kind of makes some broad statements which are, are possible about the community as a whole. But when we really think about finding solutions to health disparities um, and, you know, research and studies that are being done, um, we really need to look within the population to see, you know, in this case, we see people who are male assigned at birth are having higher prevalence, trans folks having higher prevalence than cis folks. So um, definitely not, you know, a uniform population that we can issue, um, broad statements about in terms of finding real solutions. Continuing on the theme of substance use issues, our next story looks at supporting friends with these issues. Uh, so Queerty explored how LGBT folks can support their friends who have substance use problems. Um, while every person is different, they say, there are some tips that could um, apply to a given situation. So one tip is try not to lecture the other person, um, offer to spend some non-judgmental time with them where the, you know, they feel safe and supported and, and not like they're being judged, and try to ask them about you know, what some of the underlying issues are and see if there's some uh, healthier ways to, um, to get support on that. So you know, obviously one of the drivers of um, higher substance use issues among LGBTQ folks um, is stigma and discrimination um, that they face because of those identities. So you know, maybe there's other kinds of support that they could get um, that would be a healthier alternative. Um, and you know, that's kind of what the, ar the article recommended um, exploring with them if, if you feel like you're in a place to and you know, if they're open to having that conversation. And in our final story of the week, human rights and HIV. UNAIDS marked Human Rights Day by discussing how human rights are essential to ending the HIV epidemic worldwide. They note that the virus has disproportionately impacted those whose rights are often violated or suppressed, including LGBT folks and others. Here in the U.S., I would add people of color um, to that uh, category. Um, and they say that marginalization of these populations makes it hard to address their health needs in a complete and successful way. Well, that does it for another issue of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Um, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you'll tune in next week for our last edition of 2019. And as always, if you're interested in any of the articles that we've discussed, remember that you can find links to all of these stories over at blog.lgbthealthlink.org. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week.